Welcome to Game Static. As you can see, I'm not Alex Light here today. I am Zach, and we are doing a podcast without Alex. So this is going to be a fun adventure. If you haven't seen one of these before, well, it's more or less a shit show. But with me to join in the shit show, I got John. That one right? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I'm running cameras today. This is going to be fun. <laughs> so Normally, I just sit over there, and I don't really, I don't have to do any of the stuff but th- today that today i have to yes we're, we're getting rid of we're getting rid of alex a couple weeks or what was it like a month or so ago we you were gone for a couple yeah episodes, something like now that. we're getting now we're getting him gone yeah so yeah so this week and possibly next week as far as i'm aware still next week it's just gonna be john and me so enjoy this if you like it let us know if you don't let us know We'll still probably do it regardless. Yeah, we'll, do it. we'll do it anyway. <laughs> but to start off, I guess I can go ahead and mention some of our sponsors and go ahead and get that out of the way because we never hit them off anyways. So we got Agent Inc., of course. Got to check out our store there. We got tons of great jerseys on there. I mean, John Wars Game Aesthetic a couple weeks ago and looked good. And they feel great, too, if you haven't ever got anything. Shoot, just go check out Agent Inc. Definitely check us out. But if you don't, look at other stuff. And there's a lot of great stuff on there. Oh, uh, Rogue, of course. Rogues, we always drink in Rogue around here. It's actually coming out with two new hydration flavors soon. Um, do you remember what they are, John? I, do, I don't. I was. I looked at. I saw like, uh, had like an email or something that had it on there, and then I could not find it again. Okay, cool. But yeah, look out for that because Rogue's coming out with two new hydration flavors. Then of course, check out our Discord, check out our website, and follow all our channels. Especially if you're watching now. I hope you're following. If not, and you just found us. Go ahead and follow. It'll help. Um, that's all the sponsors and whatnot, but um, anything interesting you catch this week, John? Well, in case anyone was curious, the Hogwarts Legacy Limited Edition controller is still currently unavailable okay. for uh, for ordering more. I, I've been checking it about every six hours. Okay. Has it popped <laughs> it's up? still not available? It's still not available. It's, uh, it's a long shot at this point, but I'm looking. I mean, if you're really feeling that bad, that Galaxy Xbox controller is still available. Yeah, I've looked at it, but I, I don't know. I don't really have Xbox controllers. I mean, that's fair. I might have to get some, though. I mean, I'm the only one who really sticks with Xbox at the moment. But, um, I mean, so talking points this week, we got Wild Hearts came out. Um, I played One and Dead. John picked up Birth. Yeah. And did you play any more Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, I thought about playing Hogwarts Legacy, and then I, I took a trip down memory lane. All right, no Legacy, but something else instead. That's a thing. But, yeah. No, I haven't really seen a whole lot this week either. I haven't really been messing with a whole lot besides Wild Hearts and One and Dead. Yeah. Yeah, Birth was the... I knew Birth was coming out this week, mm-hmm. and it was kind of my main, my main like thing I was looking forward to. Yeah, I knew it wasn't gonna be a long game, but I knew it was gonna be Something. interesting at least. So, I remember seeing the trailers, and you being the only one hyped about it. What the heck is actually the gameplay of this thing? Okay, uh, Birth is it's a point and click like puzzle adventure game kind of okay uh big theme around loneliness because <laughs> cool yeah it's, it's the the game starts out and it, uh it's kind of like you're reading a journal and it's like moving to a new city and being a, by yourself is kind of lonely let's make a friend uh and then you it's like you're basically in this cityscape it's a 2d 
just a 2D point-and-click game, uh, primarily puzzle game. And it's in a this really, really beautiful hand-drawn art style. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you, you kind of go through town solving puzzles and getting, like, collecting bone pieces and organs because everyone is kind of, like, skeletal uh, creatures. Like, everybody's, like, dead. It's like dead a dead civilization okay kind of but not in like a horrific way it's it's just pretty much yeah. everyone's just naturally yeah. skeletons it's like everyone and everyone is skeletons like all the animals and that they're like kind of skeletal creatures as well so it's like birds where it's like they have some feathers but then you see like their rib cages and stuff like that okay but it's not it's not drawn in any sort of like creepy way or anything it's very or much just... it's very much kind of this very beautiful art style okay uh and yeah, you kind of you kind of go through the different shops and apartments and stuff, solving puzzles uh, through every different one to collect bone pieces and uh, organs to to create your best friend. So just, that's the main thing is creating your best friend, or does it like continue? You can like create a best friend and start making more. Uh, I think it's kind of creating like it's the journey of creating your best friend and then not being not not having to be alone. Uh, like not having to be alone anymore. Okay, it's kind of it's it's kind of thing there, but there's there's uh some other like little interesting things with it because you find coins along the way mm-hmm. which you can use in like pay phones to unlock like helpful hints and stuff like that. Yeah, or some of it is just uh like you put it in there and you get this you you'll get like kind of this cute little thing like one of them is. One of them that I unlo- uh, unlocked was just like this uh, kind of like merry-go-round where when it's got a little thing that you click and drag in a circle on it, and then it kind of spins around and everything. It's it's a very, like, for a game where everything, like, it's dead and everything, everybody's kind of like these dead people, and mm-hmm. it's this uh, kind of theme of loneliness and that. It's a very beautiful game. I mean, that's good. On the terms of the puzzle side, so what kind of, like, puzzles is it? Uh, some of it's, some of it's fairly basic, like to, to get into some locations, like you'll have to do a little, like, it'll be like a key code entrance and you got to find the correct code from going to one of, or like doing one of the other little things. So it's like, you may go into a shop and some of it is just as, as simple as like, uh, matching the icons together or it'll be like. Uh, you'll have a starting symbol and an ending symbol, and then okay. it's kind of like dominoes going across it, where you have to match them all correctly, but they only go one way. Okay, but so it's, there, but it's kind of it's like some of it's confusing on there. There's some misleading stuff as well. Okay, I guess my confusion was because so there is actual like character movement where you're moving a character around in different places, or yay nay. Not really. It's kind of like the the city backdrop is there, mm-hmm. and when you click to go there, it j- the camera just kind of goes in. Okay, it. okay. That's... So it's, it's not actually like camera movement. It's like the character. It's like the people that are on screen mm-hmm. like, that are there. Like when you go to click on them or something, they'll have a little movement animation to them or something, but it's nothing drastic. Oh, it's okay. very much a, it's kind of like the two D art style game with without a lot of movement to it. Okay, that makes more sense because. At first, that's what I was thinking was just going into different spots with different puzzles. 
But when you start saying that move and stuff, it's like, so wait, is there actual character models moving No, around? it's kind of like you just click and drag around on the map left and right to kind of move around the city. And okay. then and it's like, then the camera kind of pans back, uh, back and forth. But yeah, most of the puzzles are, I mean, I've, I found most of them to be fairly simplistic. I haven't, uh, when I stopped playing before I came over here, I wasn't, I hadn't finished the game yet. Uh, I am confused as to what I'm supposed to do where I'm at because I th- I've, I don't know what I missed. Okay. I'm going to have to go back through it and f- like back through all the different buildings and then try to find the spot that I I missed something. I know what I'm looking for. I just don't know. Where it is? I know what I'm looking for. I thought I did the thing to get it, but it didn't let me do anything. Okay. Uh but yeah, it's it, none of the none of the puzzles that I've come up with are too complex because, like I said, it'll be like in one building you'll like in one of the locations you'll see kind of like a symbol chart, and then you click on a different area in it, and the symbol is there. So you have to go back and kind of match the symbols that equal that one together, gotcha. and kind of go about that. All of the information is there for the most part, or it's is fairly. Especially once you complete a few of them, you know you kind of understand what you're looking for. Gotcha. So it's it's not complicated uh, for the most part, but it is it's still very enjoyable to go through. I mean, that's nice. So, how many hours would you say you're into it, and how do you feel after that amount of time about it? I've, I'm like maybe an hour and a half into playing it. Okay. And I I feel like I'm fairly close to the end of it. Uh, game's ten dollars. So uh, okay. It's one of those where it's like, is ten dollars worth it to some people for a two-hour experience? To me, I I feel like I, it's worth it for me because I was already kind of looking forward. To this. I didn't expect it to be any crazy long game or anything like yeah. that. I kind of knew what it was. I just wanted to go through the experience of it, which has been very enjoyable for me. Okay. Uh, because I don't typically play these kind of just straight like puzzle games that with kind of like this theme behind them and yeah. that. But this one, this one I was excited for because this is one that uh, back in Summer Games Fest when most people were probably sitting like not the most excited about what came out from mm-hmm. it. This is one of the games that I was like, man, I'm looking forward to actually getting my hands on that. Yeah, and I remember you saying that on one of our many episodes of stuff. But yeah, uh, for me, it's it's kind of just been a nice change of pace uh like like i've said i don't typically play these games Mm -hmm. but it has been it's been very enjoyable for me because it's it's kind of it's easy going like there's there's nothing stressful about it and with the art style and kind of the the background music and everything that goes along with it it's it's a very like i said relaxing and and fairly beautiful experience but you would definitely recommend it to other people? I would. I mean, if you don't mind spending $10 for two hours of your time, uh, I would say, I'd say go for it. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's, I don't know if fun is the right word because it's not a lot of gameplay or anything to it. It's just kind of following, th- following the path that's kind of laid out to you. It's very relaxing and unstressful yeah, pretty much. It's, it's very much an unstressful experience. I mean, hey, we need some of those from time to time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. Okay. Well, 
On the other end, if we want to look at, are we, uh, are we on the double cam? I don't know. Yeah, I switched okay. it. I was, I, I thought I looked at it. I was like, I don't know if we are. <laughs> it, you can tell because the button will be slightly lit up compared to the others. That's not the one I thought it was. Okay. <laughs> it's not the one labeled that for me. All righty then. Um, yeah, my end of uh, sort of the line of death and skeletal people. I've been playing Wild Hearts a bit. Yeah, it's, it's funny because you're, you're into Wild Hearts now and like last month was entirely Monster Hunter Rise for me. Yes. And which for anyone's comparison, Wild Hearts is a Monster Hunter type genre game done by uh, Koei Tecmo and Will Megaforce in partnership with EA publishing it. So it is very much in the style of historic uh Japanese style and things like that. Um, I mean, and one thing that I discovered, uh, so this game came out on Thursday, which was an odd release date. So I completely missed today because I didn't think it came out till Friday, but it released on a Thursday of all days, which is completely unusual. Um, but in turn to that, instead of buying it, I discovered that with Xbox Ultimate Game Pass, you have access to EA Play, which EA Play on their most recent big titles that have come out, give you a 10-hour free trial. So do you have to go through the EA Play, or can you go through Game Pass? You can go... It's a weird way, because I had to find it through Game Pass's sub-menu. Okay, because I was going to say, some some of EA's stuff is confusing on Game Pass, because you'll go to download it, because it was like this for, I think... Uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition yes. when I was going to try to play that because you go to download it through Game Pass, but then it downloads EA Play and downloads it through the EA Launcher. Yeah. Yeah, at least on Xbox, it's fairly simple. I had to go through the Game Pass submenus, found a, their little thing saying, hey, EA Play allows 10-hour free trials for each game. I, was gonna say, I didn't know that. I'll, I'll probably give Wild Hearts a go then. Yeah. 10 hours is a lengthy amount of time. Like At this point in time, I still have seven hours on my trial left. Okay. Yeah. And that was just from one session of playing and everything. Um, but yeah, if you have Ultimate Game Pass and you were unsure about Wild Hearts, hey, you have a 10-hour free trial. Go check it out. Um, and yeah, for at least Xbox, is fairly easy. You find it through the Xbox Game Pass sub-menus, and then it just takes you to the store, and just and a special copy of Wild Hearts pops up that you can download. Okay. Yeah, I may have to check that out. Yeah. Well, I was... I was interested in Wild Hearts. It's just I wasn't. It wasn't one I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm definitely buying that. Yes. Um, but overall, so far my experience with it, I'm still pretty very early in the beginning. It's been very good. I enjoy the aesthetic of the game. It looks very good. I enjoy actually how the game starts. I'm always a sucker for because it has you set up your initial settings of subtitles, gameplay, and whatnot. And instead of going on title menu, it just rolls a cutscene and then just rolls you into the game. Okay. I always enjoy that. That's just yeah, a nice I, touch. I will say, I, I I, have become more of a fan of games. Like, as soon as you launch it, it's like, okay, menu time. So it's like, get everything set up how you want to. As soon as you do that, bang, you're in the game. Well, it's like, you know what you're here for. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, immediately just rolls you into it and has you run around a little bit. You hunt down a small... uh. Kimono is what the creatures are called. Yeah, I, just based on having recently played Monster Hunter Rise, 
I would assume going into it immediately, it's like, okay, go kill some small stuff. And then when you get back from doing that, okay, go kill your first big thing. Well, not even it's not even kill because what it ha- the tutorial has you do, it has you actually chasing the small kimono and just learning all the controls. It does get you ambushed by some other kimonos which you have to kill that are aggressive. And eventually you catch up to this because you have the small ones can either be aggressive or passive. Okay. And um, when you get to it, you sneak up to it and an option pops up, pet or slay. And regardless of which one you do, you get items from it. So on the passive ones, if you sneak up on them, you can just pet them and they drop an item and disappear. Or you can just kill them and skin them for whatever things. Because you do get a little bit more for slaying it. But you get... Uh... Actually, I don't know. I'd have to double check. Because I was thinking if by petting it, you get one of the like less common items that come out of it. Okay. Um, Whereas I assume if you kill it, it's just kind of like the same thing as normal where it just kind of rolls on the table when you yeah. when you do it. So you it's like you could just get the basic material from it again. Yeah. Um then it has a little moment where you find this little box thing off of a corpse and then uh, you get you leave your campfire, you hear some music, you go find this like natured eyes, what looks like a person, and you find this little box, pick it up, and walk back to your camp. Now there's some strange person with a mask at your camp just playing a biwa and then you sit down and have a whole talk of your sort of character's backstory then you create your customize your character's face and whatnot as they reveal take off their mask and whatnot to eat and um yeah then you get a stronger kimono shows up and and which i like this how they do it because in monster hunter the creatures they're just creatures they're part of the world and whatnot yeah the kimono in this they are more or less have some sort of nature affinity in some form or fashion. And the bigger kimono, to stake their territory, the area they call, consider their territory starts turning into their uh, nature. Okay. So, like, the first thing you fight is this ice wolf. You, it doesn't give you a name or anything. You go hunt it down, and, like, it introduces itself because a wall more or less gets destroyed and just everything is now just frozen, icicles forming up and everything. And as you go after it, you slowly get more and more of a blizzard is happening. And um, I do want to really say with this game, I do enjoy the nice little touches with the environment in it. Because as you're walking through the snowstorm towards the big old wolf, your character's clothing does start building up snow on it slowly okay. and whatnot. And I just like those little touches like that in games. Um, more or less you fight it. It's a staged scene because you because I noticed during fighting it I don't have a he- I didn't have a health bar I was like so how do I know if I'm winning or not <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of like show up do your best yeah the wolf more or less guts you and leaves you for dead it get, it runs away right before it kills you because it felt a stronger and your character and his grogginess or her gets up and turns around and there's a giant titan made of stone and earth and all i could think is do we get to fight one of those too yeah because the one thing i mentioned to john before we started is like i enjoy the size disparity between your character and the kimono versus like something like monster hunter yes there is size disparity but it doesn't feel as daunting to me yeah. in comparison because i like, i see them and i'm crushing them but they constantly fall down and want versus there the wolf in one of the the third hunt you do, which is a 
nature boar. Um, like I get, they get right up on me. I'm like, oh shit, I'm small. <laughs> yeah, because you don't, you don't necessarily get that in Monster Hunter until you get into like the real late game. Yeah, monster stuff and that, and then it's and then everything is like then you you get into monsters that are like fucking you you go up to it and you're like okay yeah now that's what i call a monster yeah whereas sometimes you'll be fighting something and it's like dude i'm almost as big as this thing mm-hmm. and uh more or less it leaves you for dead the ground crumbles you fall in a hole and the strange masked man shows up and he's just like he picks up the little box you find and you get he does something with it and you get encompassed with these green tentacles of energy and now you have i don't know if it actually dresses what it uh the thing on his your arm is you get this new little tool that allows your character to summon kakuri which are literally just spirit threads that you're using to create things and it has a very hard emphasis on using these karakuri to create stuff and whatnot and the hunts um after that, it goes right into the main game of it with the hunts and whatnot. does the traditional thing of giving you hunts to slowly scale you up towards. And one nice thing after that initial opening on the very first hunt, you can immediately just have people join you. Okay. Yeah, like, usually you have to do like a series of a couple hunts and like Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. or at least get through the, the basic few missions that it has. Yeah. It's like, okay, now, now we'll let you play with people. Yeah. Now, as soon as you get to this first camp where you find an unconscious person. Uh, Kimono attacks and you chase after, and as you get to the field where it is, a tooltip immediately comes out. You can call for assistance if you want. Yeah. And you can have a group, two other people join you to hunt things down. Um, Because the first thing you hunt is a rat, and then is a sap scourge, which I don't really know what it was supposed to be. (laughs) Uh... Which I do like the whole nature aesthetic for all the creatures because, like, each creature has a calm and enrage, which I think they had that in, like, Monster Hunter as well. Yeah. Yeah. Certain, yeah. A lot of the monsters will, like, actually do have enrages when they get, like, below a certain point or some moments, like, they'll have, they'll just, they have, like, a hyper mode. Yeah. And, like, there's some sort of tell where you can, but it's not always noticeable if you're not really paying attention. Yeah. And Wild Hearts, they make sure you know, because when they go range, they all sort of start getting, like, a slightly different glow to them, and they just straight up summon nature to fuck you up. Okay. Yeah, like, the rat, it's whole, it's like a, I think it's supposed to be, it's thing is with, uh, like, Nate cherry blossoms? It's either orchard or cherry blossoms, because it's whole tail thing, it suddenly becomes, like, a cherry blossom tree. It sums it when it goes into rage to smack the shit out of you. Man, they really just went for whatever they could come up with. Pretty much. For for nature. Yeah. I mean, it's more or less like the first three creatures are more fauna, I should say, than nature. Yeah, I like how you you started with like ice wolf and then it's like cherry blossom tree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like one of them is is just like ice blizzard death. Pretty flowers. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it, uh, it introduces you to the fighting using the Karakuri, because like, the first thing you can create is boxes, and you can make a stack of three, and more or less what it does is, of course, it helps you get to higher ledges, because 
you'll automatic, automatically quick climb in, and once you get top, you can hit whatever your jump button to soar yourself up. And then you can do like a great dive attack on the creatures yeah. with whatever weapon. Say, I've only watched a couple videos of, on Wild Hearts, and it was mm -hmm. it was before the game came out, so what they could show was limited. Yeah, and it's like some of it was yeah, like long like people with their. I, mean, I guess it's katana in this game instead of long yes. sword. Uh, yeah, just, just like making the boxes go, doing the jumping, leaping yep. attack because of course it's always like no matter what, no matter what kind of game it is, if you get a long sword or something like that, the the diving attack is always like the most powerful one yeah. that you're gonna have at least early on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And after you finish the first hunt, you get another one, which is a spring, which more or less just shoots you forward. Okay. Yeah, cause, okay, that makes sense, because I saw some of that, too. Yeah, and then from there, you you beat the first one, get your blacksmith, can now start making other weapons and whatnot. And one thing I'm not sure whether I'll like or not yet is just... So pretty much every single weapon has the same overarching trees. So you can get any... You can more or less path out which buffs and skills you want on whichever weapon you're using any way you want, and... It's the same build for every one. Oh, wait. When you say that, are you saying, are you talking just like damage types and things of that nature or? Damage types and how you build it. So like if you want, so like if you want the first, what's like called like savage buff on any of the weapons, it's always the same items for it, regardless of which weapon, same amount, same cost. Everything like that. So, like, oh, there's it, no, like, oh, large... So are the skills tied to the weapons, then? Yes and no. Okay, because I was going to say, because Monster Hunter, most of, like, the weapon is just your raw damage and whatever elemental type, and then all of your armor is what determines your skills that you have. Yes. And this one, depending on how you want to... which way you want to build the tree of whatever weapon you're building, because it gives you a shit ton of weapon slots, because... How they've done it is, so there's tons of branching offs for the weapons, and once you go down a certain branch, it is now stuck on that branch and cannot go backwards. Oh, okay. So okay. if you're so if you're wanting like a specific weapon with a specific type for certain hunts, you're gonna have to actually build that weapon. Yeah. So like, when when you say that, you mean like if the if the weapon tree is going this way and then it splits off and three like in a y yes if you go down the left path if you want to go down the right path you have to remake that the entire way up correct. to go down there okay uh, correct. Just making sure i was following that correctly there is no backtracking in it which oh that would piss me off <laughs> i all i every time because i'm like i'm i'll just go down like especially in monster Hunter, it's yeah. like you just make whatever especially in low rank and early hiring you yeah. just kind of go through and you're like i'm just gonna make like this is the best one that I can make right now. This is what I'm making, yeah. and then you do a couple more hunts, and you're like, okay, actually, I want to go down that tree. So you just revert back a couple and yeah. go. And some of them, so that I say there is no backtracking, but there is. I mean, so you more or less, so more or less, just goes down a tree, and the lines determines which way you go. As long as there's a line that of a type of weapon you haven't built down that tree, you can go backwards up a line if you haven't used it yet. So, like, say you have that Y, and it goes down, and you go down that left, and you keep going down it, and then once you get down it, it splits, like, sideways to a meeting point from, like, one of the other trees. You could go sideways and then go back up. 
Okay. I think I followed you. I just I don't know what these trees look like. So yeah, I'm, just, I I'm trying to just picture this going yes. down. So it's it's essentially just weapon weapon trees say start two lines here. If one goes this way, one goes this way, they can still meet in the middle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And things like that. At least from what I've seen. I it may change as I go further down, I don't know. Um I haven't been able to build a whole lot since I've only done three hunts. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing is, like, with skills, both armors and uh, weapons have skills. Armors are just set, as far as I can tell. You build a piece, they're stuck with whatever skills. Weapons, they can have um, inherited skills, which can carry over from other weapons whenever you transform it and remodel it. And then they have specific skills for specifically just for that form of the weapon. Okay. Monster Hunter Rise had something kind of similar Did called it? ramp up. Yeah. Uh, like ramp up skills, mm -hmm. uh, which you had to do like certain, like a specific, you had to do like rampage quests to get tickets to do it. Yeah. But as you progress through like a tree, say, you could, you could equip a rampage skill from like one of the earlier versions of it and they would keep that one as it went up. Okay. Yeah. Through it. If it was like, if say like the, rarity six one didn't have like great rampage skills or something you could equip like the rarity four and then when you made it to the six it would keep the same rampage skill that you had back then gotcha so yeah more or less that okay um yeah and like the initial five weapons you got is of course the katana uh no dachi which is just a, a big old great sword uh of course. yeah a bow hammer well, I think they call it actually a mallet in it. Um, and then the fucking bladed umbrella, which is a wild weapon. Yeah. The, the, in, the, in the few videos I did see, I did it was a katana user and an umbrella user. Yeah. I got a nice screenshot from... Because after I did the fr uh, first two hunts, I did decide to jump in a session. And it was a katana user, and then me and the other person who joined their hunt... We're both using umbrellas. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta use the weird one. <laughs> you gotta use the umbrella. It's like you gotta, you gotta use. It's like you look at it. It's like okay, what are people that are gonna play this game? Everybody kind of gravitates towards like long sword yeah. or great sword or something like that. And then it's like you see umbrella. And it's like that's for the weird people. <laughs> and then there's at least three or four weapons that are initially locked that I've yet to see. Um, I probably researched and found out what they were, but yeah. <laughs> Is it just like? You can't unlock them until you hit a certain point for materials or something. Or I'm like gonna quest wise. I'm gonna assume quest wise of some sort because one of the other things that it has is the Karakuri tree of the things you can create. Oh yeah. So you and you can't do that until certain points in the story. Yes, because so. some Karakuri things will not become available to unlock until what it says is you get inspiration from certain hunts. Okay. So, like, besides making your boxes and whatnot, the other thing is, like, the camps. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, because from, from what I saw, it looked like, at, like, for this game, as opposed to, like, having just the map that you can search anything yeah. on, you have to build structures in your camp Yes. to show you stuff on the map or give you more information. Yes, in which, sense. which I sort of like how it is, because it makes you more strategic, because... Across the map, there are these dragon roots, which you interact with. And once you do it, you gain, you release the energy inside of it, which allows you the specific spirit Kakuri threads to build certain things. And you can, um, 
And from what I've done, I've already sort of screwed up my camps because <laughs> I haven't found a way to unbuild things yet. Um, it's best to go around and unlock all those and do what you can because you can also upgrade them to get more energy and whatnot because there's like five levels and you can do that for each one to get more energy. Okay. And then... Um, I assume the energy depends determines what you can build at each location. Correct. And they're all the energy is combined all together. So each camp doesn't have its own energy pool. Oh, so you build everything at the initial camp and not throughout the all the camps. Correct. And the thing I found out is you can only fast travel or spawn at a camp, at a point if you have a tent there. Okay. So need to be a little strategic where you want to put your tents. But I do sort of like it because it can be a thing of uh, building certain things where you think is useful because like one of the things I like is the I forget what it's called but it's like a watchtower and by act, interacting with it it activates all the watchtowers and gives you a sensor beam or something of where all the hunt creatures are on the map so I kind of like that more so than in a way I like that thematically more than how Monster Hunter has it where when you load into the map it's like okay well that's where th the three of them are yeah and where it's we, like you actually have to interact with it, and it's like, yeah, that way. Yeah. And then, of course, you got your campfire where you can interact with it to start going online, choose what you're going to hunt next, yada, yada, yada. Then there's the forge, so you can have a field forge, so if a blacksmith isn't around, you just can do whatever you need to. You need a cool cutscene where cats cook a meal for you? Nope. Oh. Nobody watches cutscene anyway. But you do get a, which you find just on around on the map is the, Sukumoji, I think they were called. It's literally like some ancient-looking Wally ball s thing that follows you around. Is the is this game's version of the cats? Oh, so you get a little robot instead of a palico or something. Yes, and these I don't know how useful the palicos are, but you can. Whenever you find one, you gain a cog, and with using the cogs, you can upgrade your main one, and the rest that you find, they just hang out at your camps on stuff. And they come whenever you build the pieces they're hanging out with. Because at least on the first map, there's 50 of them. And as I keep collecting them, more of them are just hanging out at the camp. Okay. Because I know, I know in Monster Hunter, like, you have the ones that go with you on your hunt. Yeah. And it's like they help you with, like, support and mm -hmm. a little bit of damage here and there. Uh, but then it's like the other ones, you basically just, you just get them and you send them out to go gather stuff for you while you're doing hunts. Yeah. So it's like you... you You'd be like, okay, go go to this zone, and then as you do like your next five or six hunts, they collect resources from you that you gotta collect afterwards. Yeah, but yeah, no. Um, so far, there may be something like that, but they're just hanging out at the camp. Um, there's four trees to upgrade the thing. I can't remember what they are, but there's a attack, defense, uh, a buff one, and then something else. One more or less. They it gives you more health. One makes it more powerful that it does a little bit of damage and more likely to do some attack thing. Cause like my Sukumoji or Sukumo thing, it saved me so many times. Cause whenever I get knocked around, I just see a little message. That's, Your smoking has grown his attention. I just see it over there with a bunch of boxes, just throwing it at the monster <laughs> and the monster. And like, it actually does attract cause the monster will turn around and start wailing on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes in Monster Hunter, I'm sitting there, I'm like, Cat, are you going to fucking do something? Yeah. No, the, the Sukumo thing's always doing a thing and whatnot. Um, I do say each one of the weapons do feel nice and different from, like, Monster Hunter and whatnot. 
The katana is your fairly simple. I'm going to slash you and be a weeb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 a long sword from any of these like monster hunting type yeah. games. It's like they all have it and they all play fairly similarly. Yeah. The Nodachi is fairly much like a great sword. You have your heavier attack, your quick attack, and then it's right trigger because the right trigger is the only, always a special thing for each one of them. Pretty much, it does a charge. And if you charge it up, you do more damage. Okay. And then I haven't figured out with the Nodachi. There's different stances in the combos. If you do a certain combo and then finish it with the right trigger to charge, there's different ones. One that charges quickly, but you can't move, but does a lot more damage. And then there's a mobility one where it charges, but you're free to move around and dodge and not get slapped around while you're trying to charge. So when you say charge, is it like you're charging up and then you do a special attack with it? Or is it just charging up as you're like gaining like damage for your next few attacks? It's uh, charging up energy in the blade that the next time you swing, you punch the hell out of the uh, monster. Okay. So I was going to say, that so almost sounds like the combination of what charge almost sword? what makes hammer and greatsword different in Monster Hunter. Because hammer you, has a charge feature where you can walk around while charging yeah. it and then unleash your attack with mm -hmm. it. And Greatsword, ha it, I mean, Monster Hunter and Greatsword, it's like you charge, it's like you charge, try to get to level three and do your big slam yeah. attack with them. Yeah, pretty much. And um, whereas this one, it just has the quicker, slower attacks. The tutorial describes it differently than what I am because it actually does have some significance. I can't remember because yeah, I, didn't, I didn't use the Nodachi very well. Basic basic descriptions here yeah. not, not like this is how it's done <laughs> yeah then the hammer i didn't i didn't really get the hammer because it has its quick attack it has its i'm a smash attack and then it has its right trigger which i'd never fully figured out how to use which does a special heavier attack based on your combo if you hit it right whenever there's like a small shine at the end of your attacks okay I never really figured out how to do it because I was bad at timing with the hammer. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. The bow is interesting. The bow, more or less, it has its two modes. It has shooting it horizontally to put a bunch of arrows into the creature. Then it has its um, Y, which flips it to vertical. And then can also... No, that's not right. X switches stances. X switches between horizontal and vertical. Horizontal sticks arrows into the creature that just hang around there, and then the Y, whenever you charge, you charge it up and shoot it, and it does damage, and then explodes all the energy in the arrows. Okay. Yes. And then the Y input actually charges the bow, putting energy into it, and does different things with it. So if like if you're the horizontal, you charge it once, it shoots a set of arrows because each in the horizontal you shoot three arrows at once. Yeah, it does a initial shot. Then it does like three rapid fire, like homing shots. Then if you charge it twice, it does like three rounds of volleys onto the in an area that you control where it's going. Okay. Whereas the vertical first charge just does a stronger charge, and a double charge does a whole stance thing. I'm sending a nuke at your face. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you got shotgun mode and rocket mode. Pretty much. And then one explodes the shotgun pellets that are inside yeah. them. So I assume it's like 
it's like you have your uh, your maneuverability mode, and then like I'm, you're stuck in this mode, kind of. Or it's like I assume the when you're holding it like a normal Vertical. bow, it's probably you you don't get as much maneuverability or something. Oh, uh, when you're just regularly shooting, you actually get a fair amount of maneuverability. The only thing is just to get the more power out of it, you do have to do the charge shot of it, so you do lose that in maneuverability. And that's the main two modes of it. The bow I actually had a quite a fun with. And then you have the umbrella. The umbrella has you going around like a fucking mad person. Because it is a ramping up weapon that you have to constantly be hitting and doing things to max out your damage. Okay. Because like above your health bar, you'll have a little more or less ramping gauge that has three sections and as you get into further sections you start doing a lot of damage consistently okay so with the umbrella you have to constantly be hitting the creature on it yeah so with, it's, it's not a it's not a it's not like a big burst weapon it's your constant flow of damage yes kind of. you're got to be real aggressive with the umbrella and timing because its whole mechanic is using the different modes of the umbrella of its quick close quarter X attacks and then it's weird Y attacks which has which propels you in whichever direction you're going towards and doing damaging attacks. Then you have its right trigger or special ability which is a parry in which any if you time it right and you block an attack it gives you a shit ton of charge. So you, it's a very much a cross just being super aggressive being on it and as you and predict learning the attack patterns to be able to block, and then continue your assault. So, like, the umbrella's for, like, the insect glaive players. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. The ones who just gotta be different. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I, I, NMA wants to get used to it and learn the attack patterns. I probably enjoy the umbrella's play more than insect, insectoid yeah. blade. I just assume, like, because you have the ability to, like, dash around with it and be a sounds like you can be a little more maneuverable and aggressive with it which is similar to how insect glaive kind yeah. of is except you you probably gonna touch the ground more oh yeah most definitely <laughs> um so yeah so far i mean each weapon is very entertaining to use and whatnot if i can ever figure out the hammer's right trigger special thing so i can really do damage with it yeah i might i might try to since i get yeah since i i could get that 10 hour demo i may try to get jump into it and i mean let me know give, I'll it, a, you. give it a shot um but that's my main thing about it um i just finished the third hunt to get to the main like hub city after killing the giant boar that everyone's seen now yeah um and that thing just straight up summons roots to try and fuck your day up with um i mean overall i've enjoyed the three hours i put into it it's been very enjoyable i mean if you like monster Hunter, you'll probably like this game Saying probably because some people may just prefer Monster Over, but it is what it is. I mean, it's a monster catching, killing yeah. game. Assume it's like in similar or like people people have their feelings about it, kind of like they do with that uh, Dauntless game. Yeah, because it's that same style of game, just yeah, kind of more multiplayer focused, whereas. This seems more of like the traditional style of games, so it's like you, if if the general feel of it doesn't vibe with you, whereas Monster Hunter does, then they probably wouldn't be too into it. But very similar styles. Yeah. 
The one one other little touch that I appreciate in the game is just you can always tell where someone's fought in their hunting grounds that they've been hunting because any of the karakuri they build just stays. It just hangs around unless uh, you do another fight and a creature destroys it. It just stays there as monuments of where you fought or done things. Oh, so you so as you go through like additional hunts and stuff, your shit's still there. Yep. Oh, so you're just littering. Yep. <laughs> So, like, all my weird springs and boxes I've set up to either jump up. And, like, one of the things that you learn in the boar fight is you have a moment where it's just like, all right, quickly, build Karakuri boxes. And you build two stacks of three right in front of each other. They turn into a giant gate to block a big attack. Because because of mechanic for the boar fight as it charges up, you quickly do that. So it runs in the gate and knocks itself unconscious for a moment. So I assume I'm going to find more of those as I progress. Probably. Um, so yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I enjoy that EA has this 10-hour trial thing, and I'll probably be more inclined to try new EA games as they come out, because I'll, I'll probably actually buy Wild Hearts now because of it. Yeah, I'll actually probably play Wild Hearts now, because it was, it was one that I looked at, like I said before. I looked at it, I was like, I mean... It looks like I would enjoy it. Not enough for me to spend 60, 70 bucks on it, but yeah. now I can see how much I would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, the 10 hour, 10 hour trial thing from EA Play is actually fantastic. And I've doubted yeah. many people even know it's a thing. I was going to say, because especially with a game like that, 10 hours. That's a lot it's of time. It's like 10 hours. It doesn't. You may look at it and go, that doesn't sound like a long amount of time, but it's more than enough time, especially in one of those types of games, yes, to, tell if, to tell if it's going to be something you want to play. Yeah. Like, because, like, as I progress over to our other game, with that 10-hour trial, I would have never had to bought the game. The other game I played was One and Dead. I finished a playthrough of it in mm. eight hours, 56 minutes. No, okay, now, One and Dead, which one was this? One and Dead was the hack-and-slash katana gunplay game being done by... Uh, Developers who had worked on like Ninja Gaiden and things like that. Okay. But here's my thing with One and Dead. I'm sort of unhappy about buying it. So I, I just looked it up, but I saw I saw the reviews for it. Yeah, it's not great. Um, oh, it's this game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm on board now. So. I, was, I bet a lot of people were expecting a different game based on our trailers and whatnot because they, the trailers did very good of showing off the hack and slashing and everything like that, and which the hack and slashing is not bad. Um, wish there was a little bit more to it. Uh, the gunplay is pretty subpar. Oh, so did you get bait and switch from, uh, by the trailers? I think a little. But again, again the whole re I will buy games for very dumb reasons. Yeah. And the... Reason why I even got interested because the katana physics in it, it seemed very enjoyable and whatnot. I enjoy the katana play. It's it's what I wanted. I got the katana play. I enjoyed it. It's not as big into the katana physics as I thought it would be, but hey. Um, but it is very much a hack and slash game, and it is very much a beat your head against the wall game. Okay. Yeah, because even on normal mode, because like there's only actually six levels. And pretty much, yeah, there's only six levels. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those games where you have limited resources. Enemies don't really drop shit besides ammo for your guns. Your guns don't get a whole lot of ammo in the first place. 
enemies take a lot of hits. Enemies are going to fuck your day up. And you only have checkpoints. And the checkpoints are, as each level goes on, pretty far apart. And each level ends with a boss fight. Okay. Yeah. I understand why you said it's beat your head against the wall game. Yeah. For that last level six, it took me a fucking hour, over an hour to beat that god motherfucker on normal. Hmm. That's the easiest difficulty. Yeah. I could see that. For for the for the what you're describing on normal gameplay where it's like enemies mostly just drop you more ammo, you don't have a lot of ammo to begin with. It seems right that they're just like normal is gonna be our easy mode and then from there hell. Yeah. I mean in uh I mean, you have three companion AIs that are with you in which, for the most part, they're just <laughs> distractions for the enemies to go fight so you can do your thing against the other enemies. There is actually one useful one. Okay. Yeah, you say companion AI. I'm like, I'm like you, got, you got one of two things here. You either have your best friends in the world or you got some fucking idiots. Yeah. There's only two that are very interesting. Cortez... Who's the mute black guy? Okay. He like the entire thing. He does sign language throughout the entire game. His whole thing in the skill tree is a sleeper hold. Doesn't matter the enemy type besides one heavy. He will sneak up on one and choke them the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> and just straight up takes them out for you. I fucking love Cortez. He's great. He's your main partner through the sixth level, and where you have to deal with a bunch of ninja enemies, and he'll just sneak up behind one, choke the fuck out of him. <laughs> Okay. Cortez is great. Then you have Hezrog, who's he's supposed to be your sniper, but at never any point is there a sniping opportunity besides like the beginning, opening of the second level, and it's pointless. I guess it'd be like you'd probably have to to make use of that. Probably have to just bait people in and force it to happen almost. Well, he it does something because there's a line where your character. Uh, stone, she'll be like, deal with that, Herzog. And his whole thing is he just will randomly headshot a random enemy okay. and just drop them. Um, so, I mean, during the sixth level, I started hearing that a lot. But then again, I was also repeating the same sections like seven, five or six times. Yeah. Um, and then you have Doc, which Doc just gives you a, f- a free res. If you fuck up and you go down, he just picks your ass up. Okay. And which you can get a bonus thing when... He picks you up. You also get your adrenaline thing, which is a bullet time thing of where you just hit it and every enemy around you, you fill them full of bullets and you can just execute people on a streak. Okay. And then he also gives you a stem pack. Gives you back one stem pack to heal yourself with. All right. Um, there was a main focus on the katana. I mean, there is gunplay, but mostly katana. Because by the end of the game, the last level, you're just riddling people for the bullets. If you're going to do a lot of gunplay, I suggest heading up on the D-pad or whatever the key PC's equivalent is, putting it on semi-auto and just controlling your aim. you got to aim for the head and take them out quickly. Anything else, you're just going to be doing bullet sponges. Um, yeah, no, it was interesting. Uh, the gameplay was, it was okay. Mostly the katana was... Interesting with its whole fight mechanic. the the fact that the fact that you like the game is focused around its combat, and your your response to the combat is, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's, it's not the best side. 
I mean, the main thing with it towards the end of levels, you have to learn how to parry to really take effect of it. Okay. Because even with blocking, you have to get an upgrade in the skill tree to be able to block two attacks. Because initially you can block one, and then they're just going to beat on your face. Yeah. And even with the upgrade, they block two, and they're still going to beat on your face. Yeah. Um, so you got to learn how to parry, in which that's a whole timing mechanic of right before you get hit, parry. Cool. Then also watching out for the red glowing lights to do a gun counter, which will pistol someone in the stomach and let you wail on them instead. Which, you need to know that, because the entire last boss fight in level 6 is solely katana. The boss is specifically built to dodge every single goddamn bullet you shoot. Even when you use your bullet time, he dodges every goddamn bullet. So if you haven't been learning katana at this point, you're screwed. Because <laughs> it's soul parry, control, and then timing the gun counters. Because I beat into my head, that was the easiest boss fight ever. The hardest boss fight was the second boss. You know why? He's the only boss that does melee and gunplay. <laughs> So he'll come and pummel you in the face and then shoot you. <laughs> and you can do nothing about the bullets. You either try and dodge them and still get hit by some, or you just take the hits. Yeah, just tank it. Just tank it. You'll be fine. No, you won't. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> I had to do that fight four times. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, the first boss fight is literally a freaking spider tank. And you have to steal grenade launchers from the enemies to kill it. I'm not going to lie, this game sounds like a mess. <laughs> it's a fucking fever dream. Because I haven't even gotten to the story. The story is just... Don't even pay attention. It's fucking out yeah, there. No, it's... I mean, it's a game that has... It's a... It's a... Like, hack and slash game that has six levels. There's not enough time for a story. <laughs> and here's the thing with it. Like, it starts off... The game actually starts off with this whole... Historic thing. Alternate timeline thing. China and Russia joined forces... And took over a lot of Europe and yada, yada, yada. Your crew is called Zombie Squad. And they're a bunch of war criminals that have been, that were imprisoned and been brought out for this rehabilitation program where they're part of the police force, serving their sentence, part of the police force in Hong Kong and everything. And it's funny. Things have been taken over by a Russia-Chinese alliance, but it's still got Western feel to it. Because it starts off them straight up in like a early like a early era diner, okay, with jukebox and the milkshake uh, counter and whatnot and all that fun stuff. And you get introduced to Zombie Squad, which is your character Stone, Headzog, which is the mouthy, uh, drunk alcoholic perverted character, Doc, which is he's seen too much shit and he's done with this, he's done with life, and then. Cortez, which is your glue of the team besides your character, who's mute, so he's just sign language everywhere. Um, because it likes it starts you in like a middle of like a random TV police drama, and like you're getting towards the end of it, and you should know all this beginning stuff. Like it does no explanations for things; it just goes into it. Nah, they're just that's that's one of those where they're just like people. It's like, we'll, we'll give something here, but that's not why they're here. Yeah, it, it, it has so many random things. It's like, so the company that's funding your rehabilitation program, I forget what their name is. The very first level is their headquarters is being attacked. You go there, end it all, kill everyone in the way, and then you get 
surrounded by the special elite squad of the police force, which never tells you they're part of the elite force or they're part of the police force unless you go through some documents you find and read through it. All you know is there's some military group that surrounds you and just like kicks your ass out and your sar and your captain has to save keep you from getting your uh literally getting shot to death. Um Captain's black, by the way, with a robotic arm. And he has some history with stone, but it never explains what this history is. Um Yeah, then you go to the police station and you can roam around there to go to the next mission. But randomly when you go to the elevator, your character, she has a stumble spell and sees a flashback of her life beforehand, which at this point, I want to know that they animate this. Why do they even bother at this point? I don't know. <laughs> but they animate this in like style of like edge runners. Okay. Yeah. And it's animated. It's just showing her in her sort of punk look at a house walking around and then she gets drawn out of it. You carry on with your life. Um... Yeah, it's a whole thing. What? I'm just, I'm, I'm confused. Yes, I was confused. I'm going to be honest. I haven't I'm, played this game, but I'm confused. I played it. I, I still have no fucking clue what happened. Um, You meet Gunsmith, which is your character's best friend, and she's the gun tech for the entire police station. She also has 12 cats that they allow to just freely roam the police station that are all hers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... That happens. You and her go out to get food at a ramen place. Hedgehog shows up to join in and just be a dick and spout his ramen knowledge and sample each of the girls' ramen on their own. And it does this whole spiel. There's no context really other than they're just there hanging out about ramen. He's spouting stuff about ramen. They weren't even talking about anything involving um, the attack on that headquarters you just did. Oh, that's not important anymore. If it, we if we don't beat that level, it finishes the cutscene, and now it has you eat ramen to a song as a rhythm mini game. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if they know if they ever decided what game they were making. Um, they just threw in random mini games because they went, well, people like the mini games in Yakuza and play those. Let's just throw in mini games. It's not even a choice, by the way. It just straight up forces you into the mini game. <laughs> so you either play it or fail it. Yeah, at least like the mini games in Yakuza are optional. <laughs> yeah. No, it straight up just makes you play it for the first time. And it's literally just a mini game that goes until either you beat the song or you uh, lose. And it's just your character and Hezog eating ramen the entire time. If you finish a bowl, the robot comes on, feels more, and you keep eating, and it ups the difficulty a little. What if you just set your controller down and failed the mini game? Do you just not get to eat? Correct. <laughs> Fucking dumb. <laughs> um, then it said you bad at the police station and run around, and then you finally go to the second mission. Sure. <laughs> sure, why not at this point? Which is a whole protest rebellion by synthetics. Because apparently the thing is there's synthetic beings which are being used for the shit jobs that no one wants to do, dealing with the toxic waste, garbage, yada, yada, yada. They have suddenly apparently rebelled now that the corporation that was the main big for them is the thing has gone down. They suddenly rebel. You go to a central park, you murder the shit out of synthetics. Um, then as you're trying to evac out, your bridge you're running across gets exploded and now you're fight with last group of synthetics and August, who you only know the name of because of the subtitle text gives you his name, 
looks down on you and fights you. And you fight him, you beat him, and it becomes a whole weird thing of, we're people. We don't need to be forced. And it becomes a whole, now Detroit become human thing of synthetics versus real people. And he gets, you don't get to murder him because he gets saved by uh, this female synthetic who's his uh, lover, I guess, named October. And the whole big surprise is like, it's female synthetic. Apparently there's no female synthetics. <laughs> it goes back to the base. You interrogate her ass. And it's just like, I'm a real person too. I'm a human. Am I the synthetic or are you the synthetic? I was born in a body bag and I have no problem going back in a body bag. Test her ass, see if she's human. She's not, but test her ass anyways. You have a whole other event, dream sequence of past where Stone is now at some random clinic and whatnot where she's in an appointment and whatnot, set up to meet some doctor, yada, yada, yada. That ends. This is a fever dream, man. Is Stone a synthetic? <laughs> That's the question I had to ask myself when they threw it in there. Hey, you're saying this, I'm like... I'm like, one, I can't tell if you enjoyed this game or not at this point. <laughs> it was a... Because, <laughs> like, you, you act like you're not excited about it, but then you're talking about it, and you're, it's like, this sounds like you just had a fucking blast. It was a fucking fever dream the entire time. I was confused the entire time, frustrated by it. I'm going to be honest. If Xbox didn't have its, like, if you've played so many hours you can't return it, I would probably return this <laughs> game. I'm going to be honest. If you want to play this game and you want to pick it up, wait till it's on its eventual, like... $10, $20 sale, and by all means, pick up this Fever Dream. How much experience. is this game right now? Fucking $70. <laughs> not gonna lie, man. I think I had a better week than you. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> oh, because after you finish the fucking um, park thing of killing all the synthetics and the whole interrogating October and whatnot, you then have a team meeting of where you go meet Gunsmith and randomly it doesn't even mention it in the cutscene, but you apparently gather everyone out to go sing fucking karaoke okay i'm gonna i'm gonna ask a question real quick all right at what point did you realize this was an eight hour game at no point did i realize it was an eight hour game <laughs> until the credits until roll. the credits rolled <laughs> i just kept going through it and i kept seeing how the story was progressing i was like well it's not very long i'm finishing it so i might as well finish it for the podcast um so I run through the rest of the levels that it increases more enemies. And I want to note, there's an enemy type called Ninja, which are giant pains in the ass. They're, ma they're melee specific, and they charge your ass if you're alone. They always charge your ass regardless. And it's a whole katana thing where you can try and bullet sponge them down, which you can, and it's a pain in the ass, but you can. But you're kind of probably going to have to fight a couple in katana range. The introduction to the Ninja type... They throw the hardest version at you in the very first level yeah. to murder the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, they got to let you know what the game's about. <laughs> because after that, you don't see that type again until level six. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah. Um, each of the bosses were sort of meh. First boss is a spider tank. First, second boss is August. Third boss is a cloaked sniper knife bitch who you just fight on a rain... Soaked rooftop. Because um, there's nowhere else to fight. Correct. What was four? What was the fourth Fuck boss? I, know. I don't even know if, if you played a game at all. Fourth boss was Mr. Holiday. 
Sounds like you just watched a weird TV show. <laughs> yes. Fourth boss was Mr. Holiday, who's the second in command of the general dude whose name I can't remember. And the thing with him is he uses two pistols, but there's not one of them. There's two. What? Yeah, I don't know. You He blocks your way and locks the door as your crew runs through, and he's you're just like, oh, now you're going to fight Mr. Holiday. Stone turns around. There's a second one walking through another door. I thought you would. I thought you said at this point in the game it was just humans versus synthetics. Why are you fighting a general? Because the synthetics were only important for the second level because it immediately goes back to you fighting random no names and army guys in mask. Synthetics only mattered for the second level. Then in the sixth level, um, the fifth level is you escaping the fucking headquarters because this elite group's now attacking the headquarters for some reason, specifically for zombie group. I don't know. You get back and everyone's evacuating and it's just like, we've been ordered to evacuate. Doesn't explain the evacuation. No one has ever fucking referenced the evacuation. Everyone's just fucking evacuating. The captain's gone because if you go to his office, he's fucked off to nowhere. Um, you fight through the headquarters, get through the headquarters. You're bringing October along for some fucking reason because um, you've decided, yeah, let's just protect October. Oh, you like October now. She's a cunt. Um, oh, no. The fifth level is the headquarters. The fourth level is the Club Deaf Panther. Where you go to meet some guy you arrested like two years ago who said the same line as October. And you go and interrogate him in front of his VIP area. And he's, she's just like... She's like, I don't know, I don't know who it is. She looks like a bad bitch who's my type, but and he's like, and then it has a funny moment because you're there with Cortez, the guy who can't talk. He's holding a gun, waving it around, and uh, no, this was third level because yeah, this is you fight the stealth bitch. Okay, maybe there was five levels, not six. Um, he's gunning his goat around. The dude Mustafa gives you an answer and just says in subtitles, Cortez. I don't believe him. And you hear Stone go, I don't either. And Mustaf straight calls out, how the fuck do you know what he said? <laughs> That's just, they, but they've been, they've been hanging out for a while. She literally says te telepathic link. Yeah, they've been, they've, been, they've been together for a while. They can, they can read each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this game was a fucking fever dream. And I want you to know, after I beat Normal... It unlocks a difficulty called Japanese hard. It has normal hard and Japanese hard. What the fuck do they think that means? Here's the difference. In normal, you have enemies that are at the base level, and they actually sometimes drop stem packs. Hard, they take more damage, deal more damage, and they will drop a stem pack very rarely. I'll be honest, I started the first level on hard just to see what the difference was. I got more stem packs in that than I did in every other level. Then you have Japanese hard, where, uh, because the thing, as you get damage, you get a second life bar of health you can get back if you execute somebody yeah. or if you go beat people with a katana. In Japanese hard, you no longer can get health back by beating people with a katana. And now they also take more damage and deal more damage compared to hard. And they don't drop any stem packs. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't understand this game at all. <laughs> all I'm saying is, 
I would not recommend it one and dead. Unless it's like <laughs> 10 bucks, then give yourself a wild ride. Because you're not going to know what the fuck is happening. And I don't even care. It's spoiler. But once you beat the game, it rolls the credits. Then it plays one last animated scene of Stone's Past. And it's her meeting some... Why do we care about Stone's Past at this point? Well, it's she's in some interview with some white dude and whatnot. And he's just asking her a bunch of questions why she's there. And he's more or less you find out... She has a son. He's ill. She's there to get enough money for his operation. She's 19 at the time. She apparently had him when he was 15. There is no other. The guy ran away, yada, yada, yada. And it has you introduce her name at the very beginning. And her name isn't uh, Rebecca Stone. It's like Emella something or another. So she has a completely different name. And it goes through this whole interview thing, and it's just like, okay, yada, yada, yada. We'll take care of it. You'll we'll do the operation. You'll wake up in a white-collar job at one of our facilities, and you won't remember this ever happened, and just take your pills. And it's a reference to when you're interrogating October, she's been saying, I'm human. I'm not the synthetic. We're all the same. They just keep making us remember, getting rid of us memories and injecting new ones. You don't know what how many times you've died and what, and bullshit. Also, it reveals randomly that October is 100% human. So she's not a synthetic. She's a human. So there's not synthetics and humans. There's just humans. Man, we need one of dead two. <laughs> Fuck, we don't. Yeah, oh, we do. We gotta. Ex- oh. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta get the f- the conclusion to this story. I for- didn't ever conclude its own story. I forget. After the whole thing with the credits roll, and we get that animated scene. Before that, before it rolls credits, we get a scene with a captain and the general dude talking in the captain's office. And him going, they're apparently in, know each other and then league. And he's just like, you just need to leave my crew alone. You know I can't do that. She's not a threat. What do you think she knew if she knew the truth? Which version of the truth? There is no version of the truth. They shoot each other. Off screen, of course. You don't actually get to see their bodies. Then we have one other moment on a day previous, because that happens on November 11th, or... I don't know. It was on the 11th. Then it have something on the 8th is Stone sitting in a fucking hotel room smoking, calling some orphanage with some orphanage lady being a giant cunt saying, he's not your son. You, yes, you make a lot of donations, but you just show up whenever. You're not a, his parent. You're not fit to be a parent. And the entire time she's having this conversation, goons are arriving outside her door ready to kick the door open and I guess murder the shit out of her. And she has a conversation with the kid and she's loading a gun, a pistol, and she's like, and he tells her what is happening with him. He's like, when are you going to visit? When I can. Ta- okay. Hangs up. One in dead. <laughs> this is the most confusing. Like. So apparently she was part of the project, and I guess she is a synthetic, whatever that institutes. a synthetic? Apparently synthetics are part of this. Just a person they give drugs to and send out to kill everyone. Yes. Apparently they just used them to, apparently found a way to erase people's memories and inject new memories into their fucking heads and use them however they want. Dude, you pick some weird games. (laughs) I I made a poor choice with this one, man. I'm just going to know at come a year's time when we're talking about what our best favorite games of the year... This is not going to be one of mine. Uh, you don't think this is going to be in your top five games of the year? If it is, we had a very shit list of games this year. 
Oh man, just wait, just wait till later in the year when when more games get announced and we get One in Dead Two. If we get One in Dead Two, me as a consumer and a bunch of other people fucked up. <laughs> there is no reason why this should make enough money to get a One in Dead Two. If it does, we fucked up. A lot of times on this show, we we we. Usually we just play, like, get game, like, big games we're excited for, or we take some chances on games every now and then. A lot of times we end up enjoying them. This is not one of those times. No. <laughs> and I did a full run through of this game, too. I wanted you to know this. It's like a lot of times, usually it's like, one of, we all, one of us may be excited and we may all pick the game up, like with uh, Triangle Strategy. I was really excited for that. Alex was really excited about that. I ended up not playing it. You did all the playthroughs and really enjoyed it. I had no nothing for that game, and I was just like, I was just bored. I was like, oh, oh yeah, this came out. I guess I'll play it. And I put the most time out of that. It's like a lot of times, at least somebody enjoys it. I don't. I don't see how, based on this description, I don't see people, unless there's people out there who are just like, maybe they're like, this could be a great speed run game. That's all I can say. This is for a very niche audience who has no problem with learning the mechanics and beating their head about having to do a perfect run. I'll be honest, if you do that, more power to you. Yeah. Do like, your thing. That that seems. I to, see no reason to do it. That seems to be the person this game was made for. I want you to know there's an achievement in the game that's named after Stone's actual name for if you beat the game on all difficulties and says true ending. So I don't know if the ending will change if you beat it on all difficulties. I'm not finding out. <laughs> I think you might as well. You ain't getting your money back now. Go for it. No. Report next week. I'm good. <laughs> it took me eight hours to beat normal, man. It's going to take me forever to beat Japanese hard. What's wrong? With They're not even in Japan. They're in China, goddammit. <laughs> What did we get from just like normal hard expert hell? Like what? What? What's wrong with those names? Why is it? Why? Why you get it? Why is it gotta be Japanese hard when it's not even a game in Japan? They don't even know where they're from. I'll be honest. I don't know what nationality any of the characters are. All I know is they were supposed war criminals, and now they're in China. Oh man. Well, from Gabe Sledek, you get a uh, hearty not recommended for uh, <laughs> what it did. What it did. I'm glad there was actually a lot of games, so I can give rid of this here in like a week with like a Eshin. Yeah, uh, or like a Dragon Eshin. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. What was it? Uh, a week or so ago, me and Alex talked about uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, we said we report back in when we got further in the game. Um, uh, not gonna happen this week. I okay. I I didn't play it anymore. Uh, instead of instead of doing that, uh, I'm not gonna talk about it a lot uh, or hardly at all. Really, I didn't mention. I didn't end up playing it. I I have been playing RuneScape all week. I w- I've been going down, taking taking a little trip down Nostalgia Lane. I was about to say, I know each of us have a game that we'll just randomly jump back into, and I know yours is RuneScape. Well, once every year, or so I jump into it, play it for a little while, have some fun. I don't know why now is the time. Well, I know why. I got recommend. I got I, a bunch of YouTube videos got recommended to me. I've been watching a lot of content on it, so I was like, "Yeah, let's go back and play it." Okay. Hogwarts Legacy is still on my list. I am still excited to play it. Uh, I intended to keep playing it this week, but also, it's like 
what it was. I mean, half the week was like a shit week, and I didn't feel like sitting down and really stressing about playing the game and trying to trying to sit down and enjoy something when I wasn't in the mood for it. So I was like, I'll just sit down and play a known quantity. That's fair. But yeah, so uh, no no update on Hogwarts Legacy this week. Uh, maybe a little bit next week uh, if I sit down and play it some more. And I know we'll for sure uh, in a couple weeks when Alex Alex comes back on, uh, he'll be able to report in a much uh, a much more informed update on it because I think he was saying earlier he's when he has had time to play it he's made sure to play it. So. We'll get back to you on that one. I mean, next week I'll be here, hopefully, with like a Dragonetian and possibly Atomic Heart. I might have a little bit on Wild Hearts if I play it, and are either of those two games going to be on Game Pass? Atomic Heart. Might, I don't know what that is, but I might play it. Uh, what's the best way to put it? Uh, I keep seeing the name pop up. It's been popping up all week for me. It's more or less a Bioshock S type game. First person, gun in one hand, ability in the other hand. I mean, be a perfect game for me to try out because I always wanted to try out Bioshock. Yeah. Done in Russia. I assume Russian since it says Atomic Heart, and I've seen a lot of like sickles and hammer references in it. And um, it's not steampunk because they're not steam. They're like cybernetic. So cybernetic punk? Is that a thing? Uh, it's called cyberpunk. <laughs> no, because they're not. They're, <laughs> I know, they're I not just, cyber. I, they're synthetic. I, I had to say it. All right. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, next week I'll try to get. I'll try to put some time in Hogwarts Legacy. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, well, I'll have the intention to. <laughs> if not, join me on Atomic Heart. It comes out on Monday. I might. I, it, the names popped up everywhere for me, like I said, in the last week. I didn't click on any of it, but the, I've been seeing the name, so it's been stuck in my head. I was about to say, if not, the only thing, because in between games, whenever I've gotten tired of the crap that is one of dead, I've been playing the Rock Blade Point. I've never played that. I know you talk about it all the time as, like, it's it, as like one of your go-to games. Of course, now that Dark and Darker uh, playtest is over, I mean, go-to game for me is always Rocket League. I mean, played a fair amount of it today. It was actually, it actually had some pretty good games. Now's not a bad time to get into Rocket. Just started a new season. Yeah, well, I'm still I'm trying to grind out some of the Rocket Pass on Rocket League. That's fair because I didn't I didn't play as much because uh, I got really into Monster Hunter Rise uh, last month, and then uh, after that it was dark and darker. So I should be like. A hundred more levels in the rocket pass, All right. or at least further in it. I, there's there's certain things that I want cosmetics I want to unlock in it. So gotcha. Got to got to grind out a little bit on there. Just not necessarily grind towards it. I just I know I'm gonna get some of it just because I'm gonna passively play it. Gotcha. Um, got anything else you played this week? Nothing of note, really. It's All like right. just some like random random little things here and there. All right. In that case, I think we'll hit the weekly wrap-up. If you missed it this week, well, this is our weekly wrap-up. So on PlayStation Plus games, we got some new stuff coming out. For the extra tier, we got Horizon Forbidden West, 
Quarry, Resident Evil 7, Outriders, Scarlet Nexus, Tekken 7, Borderlands 3, Ace Combat 7, The Forgotten City, which is one of Alex's recommended games, and more. And then for premium tier, we are getting now added Legend of Dragoon, Wild Arms 2, Harvest Moon Back to Nature, Destroy All Humans. I want you to know I have three out of four of those. I was going to say, this is actually... <laughs> for a list of games getting added to the tiers, actually one of the better lists they've come out with. For like putting games into it. I mean, yeah, this is actually a very good um, list of games actually we're getting. I mean, several of them are big names that I know people may have missed or well not like Horizon Forbidden West, Resident Evil 7 if you still haven't played at this point, Borderlands 3. So I mean, it's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah. I I I don't know. It's I I have a weird point where I can't I can't recommend PlayStation Plus right now. I mean, I can't either because I mean even with these games still can't really Unless you just really want to play that game, there's no really reason to pay the extra month for those plus and then premiere tier. I can't even. I, I don't even hardly recommend the base of of PlayStation Plus anymore because really? it's like I kept it going passively for years mm -hmm. and like a few months ago canceled it because I didn't see any benefit in it anymore. That's fair. I mean, because they. I mean, honestly, they. they they moved a, all the fun, like all the stuff that you would get from it to yeah. the higher tiers of it. Yeah. Which, and even then, granted, it's like, yeah, some of the games they added this month are great, but their overall catalog is still kind of... Meh. Yeah, it's still not that great. I, I mean, mean I, you gotta remember, like, remember when they announced it? They announced, like, there's gonna be, like, PSP games. And, yeah. PS3 game, PS2 games, all of that, and it was shit all. Yeah. I mean, finally getting some PS1 games, like Legend of Groom, which people have been asking for, and then Wild Arms 2, which I don't know if people have been asking for it, because that's a pretty niche RPG, in my opinion. I mean, it's a fun series. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy that series. I own most of it. Um, <laughs> but then still lack of PS2, because even from... Uh, notes that we have that destroy all humans version. It's the PS4 port version. It's not even the original PS2 version. Yeah, yeah I mean, what? I mean, they'd have to. I mean, they, I understand why they did that because it's like they spent the money to remake the game. Yeah. So why? It's like in their minds, they're like, why would we put the older version of it in it? But at the same time, it's like, well, you're still kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you still you're advertised or your big advertisement was your classic games catalog. Classic game catalog, kind of shit right now. Yeah. And the, with it being the PS4 version, you would think it would be at plus, not premium. Yeah. There's like nothing at plus. Yeah. It's like plus, it's like plus you still get your two games a month, but the two games a month was so, I mean, honestly, that's why I canceled it because I was like, there's not enough in the premium or the extra tiers to make me want to subscribe to it. Yeah. And the games, the games that were in like, I don't even know what the hell they call it whatever their base tier is, mm -hmm. the, the two games they were giving away was so lackluster for like six months that I was like, I, it's hardly worth me redeeming these games that I'm never going to play. I mean, it's a thing, but on better news, well, I guess sort of better news, Tales of Symphony Remastered flopped. I don't know. You know, 
this is one of those where it's like, I was going to say, I don't this know why like they rem the remastered this game because people still love the original version yeah. of it and nobody, like, nobody's complained about the original version. Mostly because Tales games do a very good job very of good. holding up over time. They do. I mean, I say flopped. I mean, the PS4 version of it runs fine. There hasn't been any real big issues. The main issue here is the Switch version. Surprise, surprise. It just runs awful. Tons of glitches, does not look good. I mean, yeah, if you really want to play Tales of Symphonia, GameCube's still your best bet, Which regardless of the price point. It's a weird thing to say. Yeah. It, 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 like, it's this weird thing where, like, remastering some of these games, I think they need to, some of these games, they don't necessarily need to remaster. They just need a port. Exactly. They, they need to port the game instead of trying to remaster it because every time they, they remaster some of these, especially if it's going on Switch, mm -hmm. in their effort to upscale it, it it makes it where, for, for whatever reason, it just isn't going to run. Yeah, I mean, because like what we're saying here, there was graphical glitches, removed animation, cutscenes going from world to battle, etc. Loading on just neutral screen takes longer than the original CG versions. Apparently, it just seems like a super low effort release. Nintendo Switch and GameCube. Eh, I don't care. <laughs> Neutral screen. <laughs> That's what I call a title screen, man. Uh, but yeah, no. Apparently, apparently, it's just the Switch version loads worse than the original yeah. version on GameCube did. Which, like I said, I don't know. Like some people were excited for this, but then again, it's. Anything that's moving over to Switch, whether it be a remaster, a new game, or something at this yeah. point, it's got to have an asterisk next to it. Yeah, no, because, I mean, we've just mentioned it several times on this show, and then other people have definitely called it out. The Switch is just not cutting it. No, it hadn't been cut for a while. I mean, if, we've, if you really want to keep going with it, we really need to get something new out there. That's why, even though Octopath Traveler 2, which is coming on Switch, I really want, I'm still slightly worried about it, even though it isn't that... 16 13 32 bit style though yeah i feel like that'll be that should be fine though because did you have any problems with trial strategy uh no not really because i feel like it would be fairly similar because i feel like that that art style was kind of chosen for that game yeah. because of how the success octopath had i mean more than likely yeah yeah, so it's like game games like that should still be able to hold up fine, but the problem is not everybody wants to make that style game. Not everyone really wants to play those style games anymore either, especially... Yeah, I'd, I'll stay by that statement. Not everyone really wants to play those styles of games anymore. Yeah. I haven't I haven't played Octopath. I really want to go back and play it. It's a fun game. I want to go back and play it. I started... I have started... I start all kinds of games because of Game Pass. I've started Chained Echoes. Uh, I had... I don't know if Octopath is on Game Pass it anymore. It is. Okay. Because I, I thought I saw something where it's like they were going to take it away and then they didn't take it away. At least last I checked last week, it was still on Game Pass. Yeah. I may I may re-download it then because it's it's one of those games that like I've always heard is really good and I've, I've downloaded it. I've just never hit the start button because I know it's involved. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun game. It is your, I wouldn't say traditional style RPG because it does do its own little spin with it with the whole yeah, eight the heroes. Eight, eight, eight characters, yes. eight different stories. Yeah. 
Well, in a recent Q&A with investors, Sega is planning to increase budget for future Sonic games after recent success of Sonic Frontiers. Alex is happy about that. I know he's happy about that. Oh, it, it, it took him to... Well, I mean, it's one of those. It's like, I guess... Who would have thought if you took the time and money and put it in and actually spent the development time on the game... It turns and out tested well. tested it out, uh, like, well in advance, gave it time to work... They could make a good game that would be successful. Well, here's the thing. The developing team for Sonic Frontiers did well. The marketing team was very, what the hell were y'all doing? Because then we got that like very early build version when they started showing off Sonic Frontiers. The people were going, what is this? It was a weird choice that they made, but honestly, kind of in its own weird way, it worked because then the game came out and everybody was still like, at that point, everybody was kind of, I mean, everyone was everybody, iffy. everybody was more curious about it because everybody knew that what everything that's been shown wasn't what the game actually was. Yeah, which was a very interesting choice, and it worked out in the end. But it, yeah, it's still just a thing. Of what, what was would marketing? Would not be here? a recommended marketing tactic. <laughs> um, per Insighting Gaming, five Lord of the Ring games will be released by 2024. One being Gollum, two being a rumored mobile game, three being an open world survival game. That's and then, not. That's a, the open world survival game is not a rumor as well because that was announced in Summer Game Fest last year because that was also one of the games I was excited about. Well, that's why I didn't say rumored. Well, it's typed rumored here. No, well, I didn't say it. I know. I was pointing it out for if Alex listens. Okay. And then the other two, we have no clue what they are. At least we didn't find anything looking into it. So Yeah, because I had seen that type. Of, I, when I looked at it, I was like, I don't. I know that's not a rumor because it was very much like described as a a open world survival game based on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Which I was excited about because also the the games from Summer Game Fest last year are they're starting to hit now. Yes, they are. And there was a it's like I had a, I had a ton of games I was excited about. I got to go back and check my list so I can uh start look looking at them and double checking when everything's coming out. Yeah, I'm in my current month of stuff coming out, so yeah, I'm in a I'm in a bit of a lull. Well, I'm in a lull. I'm gonna have to fucking play along with you. Yes. But other other than that, I'm in a lull. Um, so some Metacritic scores for games that have come out this month: uh, Octopath Traveler two at an eighty six, Rising Call of the Mountain seventy nine, Like a Dragon Ishin eighty two, Wild Hearts eighty, Tales of Symphonia remastered sixty eight. And one of dead at fifty nine, which it should be lower. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest; it's it's a, uh, it's for a very unique audience, and you're not playing it for the story. You know, honestly, I thought I was gonna like with me and Forspoken. I thought that was gonna be the low point of the year nope. for us. Man, you uh, I took that one easy. You you didn't even you didn't take long to take that title away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, and then for anyone who missed it last week or haven't heard it yet, Like a Dragon Ishin actually has a combat demo out right now. So, I mean, actually for anyone who didn't order the deluxe, you actually have access to Like a Dragon Ishin. But for everyone else, if you're still waiting for it, there's a combat demo out. You know, Dude, check I'm, it out. I'm so glad games are doing demos again. Which, that is a weird thing. I don't know where it came from, Neither but do I. everyone's doing it now. I mean, it's really nice because especially because... People leaning away from that early access just doing demos now, which is fantastic. I think that's partially why is early access. It's like so many people have fucked up early access at this point. 
or it, they just leave a bad taste in people's mouth from like the game changing from what it originally was yeah. at the beginning to what they ended up releasing. Yeah. So I I think people have kind of been burned on it. So they're a like lot. Oh, they're like we're just especially for like single player games or like s- single story experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm I I much rather see a demo for that than an early access. Easily. Whereas something like Dark and Darker is potentially supposed to go in early access in a few months from now. That going into an early access makes sense. Yes. Because it's like they're constantly updating the game, testing things. Whereas, like a dragon, make a fucking demo for it. People know what they're going to get. Let them just test it out beforehand. Make sure they like it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always good. Um, Valheim Game Pass release window confirmed for Series X and S for March. I thought that had happened. It's already out on a version of Game Pass, but it's specifically the Xbox Series X and S version. Okay. Because I don't know. It's been on PC Game Pass yes. for a while. Yes, it's just the upped graphics. I guess I just, yeah, I was going to say, I guess I just don't look at the Game Pass on my Xbox as much as I do on my PC. I mean, probably not. There's no reason to, if you're since you mostly do PC. It is nice to sit down, like, away from, like, be able to be in a different space and play sometimes. That's fair. I mean, in a week or so, you will be. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. So here soon, Venom will be joining Midnight Suns and... On February 23rd, for anyone who's looking for to add on with the Deadpool DLC, to add another combatant. Uh, Ubisoft confirms it intends to attend the revamped E3 Expo if it happens. This is such a weird spot with that stuff. I mean... Some people want to go... It's like some people are like, yeah, of course we're going to E3. And everyone else is like, fuck no, we got our own shit. E- E3 is definitely falling on hard times. Fall faster so we can take that E3 logo, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see what E3 ends up being this yeah, year. Yeah, no, it's going to be. It may end up going back to what it originally was and just being bored in uh, investor meetings. Yeah, I mean, it's because, what is it, Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo, or any they've already said they're, they're out. They're, they're all not going. They're all doing their own thing, which makes sense, for, especially for Nintendo. They're yeah, just, they're just gonna instead of sending the video to E3, they're just gonna post a, a video on their YouTube, YouTube channel, and it's gonna do way better easily. I mean, uh, hell, this last Nintendo Direct that happened, I tuned into it for like two minutes because I forgot it was happening, and it, there was like. I mean, there was over a million people watching it live. And it was a fantastic direct. For the moment that I was on there, I went, holy shit, that's a lot of people. (laughs) Um, Recent copyright text found on a new official Pokemon website points towards a new mystery dungeon game. Pokemon Day is 227, so possible announcement coming then. Also, friendly reminder, as of March 27, 23, purchases for the eShop on Wii U and 3DS will be discontinued. So if you want to get something on there, you better get it now because you're running out of time. And that would be everything for the wrap-up. You got anything else about anything? Uh, I don't I don't think I'm missing anything. I mean, I got nothing else either. But yeah, I think I'm good. All right, I'm going to hit the music and we're going to roll out of here. 
So, you, I guess I'm going to do my bit and yeah, Alex's. Do, do your bit, <laughs> then I'll do my bit, then we'll go back to you. Um, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you've been watching this live, thank you very much for getting all the way through. We did run a little bit longer with just me ranting on about one and did, and thank you very much. But hit subscribe. Thank you. I don't know which one of these goes. Cedar. Right hit Cedar. You could do it. All right. He was still telling me what to do on cameras, even though I'm, I'm doing cameras this time. Uh, yeah, do everything he said and more. If you made it to the end of this and managed to make it through that one dead rant, then uh, thank you for that. And uh, a little disorganized this week, but next week will probably be more of the same of uh, the same disorganized stuff we got going on right now. Probably. Uh, so if you want to see us do that again next week, then uh, come check us out about 6 o'clock. Uh, what is this? Central Time on Saturday again. Alright, cool. It's, it's, I'm tired. <laughs> Good. Back, back to you. Well, along with that, please <laughs> check out our sponsors, Agent Inc. Pick you up a jersey. They are fantastic. They are really Check nice. out Rogue Energy. Especially look out for those two new flavors coming up. And of course, we still have uh, our website, sparky3.com. Go check that out for any of our personally made merch. And of course, check out the Discord and all our socials. Follow us there. Follow us Discord. Join the Discord. Join in. Maybe we'll make it active. Thank you very much. And we're going to head out. Which one? Intro. <laughs>